Well, as we celebrate the resurrection of Christ this morning, we are celebrating the fact that God changes lives through the power of his grace. And so this morning I've asked Lena Demers if she would come and share her story of grace of how God has changed her life through Christ. So Lena, thank you so much. All right. Would you guys pray with me? I'd appreciate that. Dear Jesus, I pray that you would still my heart and strengthen my voice. But mostly, Lord, I pray that you would be glorified and honored because you deserve it. You are our king and you have conquered sin and death. Amen. Amen. My name is Durvalina Maria Alvslaj Demers, but you can just call me Lena. Um, I was born in a very poor farming village in the mountains areas of northern Portugal, and the life that brought me from there to here is full of many blessings and many mercies, um, but too many to share. But today, I'm going to share with you the greatest of the blessings that I received. I am a follower of Jesus Christ. Not only am I redeemed and sanctified, but most appreciative to me, I've been set free from one of my greatest fears, good news that penetrated my soul so completely as to change it for eternity. On November 1st, 1973, I was nine years old. Okay, you got my age now. After a late night of trick-or-treating, I didn't move as quickly as I should have to get to the school bus stop. Two of my neighbors were late, too, and as we were halfway there, the bus pulled away. Happily, we turned around thinking we got out of a day of school. My dad, who was still at home, was not so happy to see the three of us. He was not thrilled about having to drive us to school or how the, um, his boss would react to his arriving so late. So a little bit of speed, a winding road made slick with rain and slippery re- leaves, made the perfect combination for a tragic car accident. Later that evening, in my room at Marlboro Hospital, being treated for a serious head injury and a broken pelvis, I finally saw my mother and brother for the first time. They slowly told me how my friends were doing and that my dad was dead. What? My world went black. I didn't understand. No nine-year-old understands or comprehends that their world can turn upside down in an instant. I was unable to attend my father's funeral because of his injuries, and I didn't go home for some time. So the finality of the loss of my dad didn't really hit me until I was home. He didn't walk in the door at the end of his work day. He wasn't calling me in for dinner. This was permanent. This wasn't just a bad dream. My dad was well-known in the Portuguese community here in Hudson, so the attention to our family was overwhelming at times, but not in a good way. There were whispers and there were stares. People were constantly coming up to my mom and offering their condolences over and over and over again. Death and conversations about death were constant, I didn't think I could talk to anyone about the questions whirling around in my head. And honestly, as a little kid, I don't even think I knew how to voice those questions. One day, someone thought they'd do something really nice for me and showed me a picture of my dad in his casket. I don't think I ever saw my mom that angry or move someone out our door as fast as possible. She's shorter than me. (laughs) But that was the tipping point. Um, Now I was having nightmares about dying. I dream about just blackness where you couldn't see or feel anything, or I couldn't speak, or I didn't have a body, or I was a ghost wandering this world unable to touch or talk to anyone. I used to be petrified to fall asleep on my back because I'd see myself in that coffin. So many nights I would wake up with my heart racing and gasping for breath. I now understood that I could die at any minute. Anyone could. People didn't just die from old age or from illness. You could be here one day, and then the next day, who knew? 
Unfortunately, there was no hope in my world, just sorrow and pain. As the custom in our culture, my mom, as a widow, was to permanently wear only black every day from that day forward. No one spoke of eternal life. We were a religious Catholic family, so normally we went to church every Sunday and every holy day. But now we're going to Mass almost every day. And if we didn't make it to Mass, my mom, with me in tow, would just sit in the church and pray and pray. Was this for my dad's soul? Yes and no. Would he be in heaven? Maybe, possibly. Just keep praying. This was also confusing to me. What happens after this life? I guess I'd better be a very good person here and keep praying. They say that time heals all wounds, but not always. For me, time just allowed me to push my fear of death away. I'd wake up in the morning and go, hey, I'm not dead. So then it would be another day, and then a week, and then a month, and then a year, and the numbness crept in. But life after death still was an unknown and something I didn't really want to think about. What I started thinking about instead was, if it felt good, do it. If it was fun, go for it. If it was wrong, does it really matter? Aren't we all condemned because of our sins? I knew I was failing miserably at being good. I knew I was selfish, self-absorbed, deceitful, untrustworthy, drunken, depraved, and yes, I could be evil. Going to Mass, all I felt was condemned. I'd look at Jesus on the crucifix in the church, and the message I was getting was, yep, my sins cost him his life. That was true, but I was missing the rest of the gospel message. I was petrified of death because I knew I'd be found lacking. I'm definitely on that guy's bad side. I thought I'd just try to stay under the radar and do whatever made me happy for as long as I had life in this body. That's the description of a very empty life. Then along came the gospel, packaged in a handsome young man who thought I was pretty cute. Steve was in ROTC at the time, a senior in college, and ready to start his Air Force career. I'd seen the movie, Officer and a Gentleman. I'm sticking to this guy. He's going to pick me up and sweep me out of my little town life, and we're on to a world tour adventure. I'm hanging on to him. I didn't know was that he was going to keep asking me questions about my faith, what I thought about Jesus, what I believed. You see, in the Catholic faith, the masses have a liturgy that just repeats certain scriptures, and I'd never really read the Word of God. I had a Bible, but that was just for the priests. But Steve patiently prayed with me, opened the Bible with me, read it with me, through our engagement, through our first few years of marriage. All of a sudden, those words of the Bible, specifically the words of Christ, were clearing away the fog. For the first time, I really heard and understood the scripture that's so familiar to so many, especially little kids. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes shall not perish, but have eternal life. Did you hear that? Do you know who spoke those words? Jesus did. I knew his words were truth because he is truth. They were words that brought life and light into my soul. I was no longer afraid. There was no reason to wonder or dread. The Savior who died for me, not just because of the punishment he had to take for my sins, but because of love. God so loved the world. He did it for me so that I could be with him in heaven. Not an ambiguous, dark, frightening afterlife, but a place so beautiful it's described as paradise. I'm on this guy's good side, not his bad side. I no longer fear what tomorrow brings because I have a God who loves me and, yes, even was able to use the loss of my father for good. My dad's desire was to return his family to that little village in Portugal. Instead, I met my husband. We've been blessed with four handsome young men. But most importantly, I received the good news of the complete gospel message. 
Death is real. Anyone can die at any minute. None of us are promised tomorrow or even the next breath. But our wonderful Lord and Savior conquered death. Death has no victory. Death has no sting. And he has no fear to throw at us. This is the good news we celebrate today. He is risen. He is risen indeed.